Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 164, and this is our game of the year, episode 2018. We're going to be celebrating all our favorite and uh, maybe not so favorite games of the year this year. And uh, again, I am not by myself. My name is Steve, but uh, I am joined today again by Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve. Great to be here. Favorite time of year. Looking forward it's to it. It's a good time for sure. For sure. Greg, how's it going? Everything's going good. It's the best podcast of the year, in my opinion. <laughs> Lots of good games to discuss today. Definitely lots to discuss. And uh, we have an old friend back for the Game of the Year podcast. Hey, Hassan, how's it going? Going great. I'm super excited. These are always so much fun. For sure, for sure. Uh, but uh, before we jump into everything else, we do want to, of course, welcome you here um, and uh, remind you to dis- subscribe. If you have not subscribed to the Nintendo Fuse podcast, make sure you do so. If you're watching uh, live on YouTube or watching after the fact, subscribe to us on uh, YouTube as well. And uh, we'd love to for you to hit that bell so you can be alerted by every new video that we post. And uh, join us on social media, especially we have this Facebook group that we're trying to kind of grow that uh, it's fairly new so make sure you uh, check that out as well and uh, we do have a contest that ended tonight and uh, at the very end of tonight's podcast we're going to uh, announce the winner of that podcast Uh, Barry you want to take just a second to uh, just tell everybody a little bit about yeah absolutely Um, we have partnered with the great people over at video games monthly Uh, we did this before and it was a big hit so we're doing it again for the holidays uh, where they are nice enough to give away a few retro video games uh, for free um, to our listeners and to the people who will graciously go over and uh, check them out. They offer a wonderful service where they give you a list of the games you have and the genres you like and the systems you own, and they will send you a random assortment that fits your criteria. So you don't get doubles and you get games that you will enjoy and, and like to play. And uh, it's a great surprise every single month. It's it's like Christmas every month. What am I going to get? A lot of times you get games you've never even heard of. It's well worth it. Uh, The people behind it are very passionate. They're very, very, very sweet. And uh, they're awesome. And they've been so generous to allow us to do this contest again. And uh, we look forward to giving the winner an extra Christmas gift, uh, courtesy, again, of Video Games Monthly. So please go check them out, videogamesmonthly.com. And if you do subscribe, please make sure to tell them that you found them through us. Um, There's no extra perk or anything, but we just like to, you know, reach out and let them know, like, hey, you know what? You're a Nintendo Fuse listener. Maybe they'll throw you a bone or two. Who knows? Um, but yeah, just thank you again to Video Games Monthly and uh, good luck to all those that entered. Yeah, totally. Yeah, big thanks to them and uh, for making that happen. That's been it's been awesome to uh, to give them away last uh, last time, and uh, it's going to be awesome to give another box away this time. So thanks again to Video Games Monthly, and uh, yeah, we're going to announce the the winner of that at the very end of this podcast. So if you're listening or watching live, um, that'd be awesome. If after the fact, that's okay. Um, but yeah, you do need to uh, claim your prize by the end of this week um, if you did win. So um, make sure that you do let us know um, to claim that. Prize. Uh, but uh, before we we're jump into any of the news discussion and jump into our game of the year, uh, what have you guys been playing? What have you been writing? What's What's been going on in your life since the last time that we have talked to do this podcast? Um, let's go first to uh, Greg. Greg, what's what's been occupying your time over the last couple of days? Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's take a poll, actually. Who has not been playing Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? Mm, no one? Okay, yeah, that's true. Okay, so yeah, that's tell us about your experience with Smash Bros. Ultimate. And going through the adventure mode, because that's been the most uh, desired mode for me to go through first. I wanted to get all the fighters before I dive into online and have a chance to check out all the new fighters, especially like Ridley and um, Inklings and King Captain K. Rule. So haven't quite got all of them unlocked yet. Um, yeah, I think I'm just about at the midpoint way through there. So anyone that's been as far as me kind of knows what I'm talking about. But So I won't spoil it for you guys if you guys haven't gotten it far yet. Cool. Cool. Uh, Barry, what's what's been going on with your part of uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate? Because I'm assuming that's probably what you've mostly been playing as well. Uh, yeah, I, I finished Ease and uh, obviously Smash. Uh, and uh, Dragoli is lost, still playing that, uh, as well as Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, all the Christmas events are happening, so it's a lot of, a lot of business there. Uh, as for Smash... Uh, I have pretty much hunkered down and I've like plowed through the thing already. Uh, I've, I've beaten everything in the story mode. I've gotten over 1100 spirits thus far, everything on the spirit board I've gotten. So now it's all like summoning spirits, all the characters unlocked. I'm halfway through going through classic mode, uh, over a hundred challenges done. <laughs> like I am just, I'm just pouring time and I'm taking breaks, but I, I, I took so much time and I was like, focus so much on it especially with the spirit board that my eyes actually like started hurting because i'm following that circle and some of those fast ones like i'm trying to slow it down and like i'm like oh my god um like i started getting headaches so like i started just not caring and just shooting and firing and like whatever you know like i'll get it around the second time uh, but yeah it's a ton of fun i'm loving this game <laughs> cool it just keeps you hypnotized i guess those little circles <laughs> Well, the slow circles are easy. It's the fast ones. Like when you get like the four star and it's like spinning like crazy and you decide to be you know, cheap. I'm, I'm Jewish, so uh, cheap, you know, and, and not use the items. And then, then afterwards you find out there's a challenge for using the items. And it's like, oh, man, you know, all this time I could have two birds, one stone. Uh, don't don't send Peter after me. But it was like, oh, my God, you know, like, like. Uh, so I had to go through and just catch any spirits and just use items just for that <laughs> nice nice Hudson, what's been uh what's been going on in your life in the video game world i'm assuming smash brothers as well yeah yeah that would be a, a correct assumption <laughs> um yeah I've, you know i've dabbled in the the spirits mode played a, a couple hours in it um and then just kind of going through and doing matches i was trying to do a match in every stage but that's also taking forever because there's so many stages. I still am not done doing a match in every stage. Um, and just kind of just unlocking characters as I go. Um, had some, um, had a graduation party um, yesterday, and so had some family over, and we were able to do eight-player Smash for uh, about two or three games, so not much. But, uh, man, it was total chaos, total chaos. It would items off. And we still had no idea what was going on. Um, it was just, it was insane. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, that's pretty much been uh, occupying my, my, my gaming time lately. Cool. 
Cool. Yeah, it's same here. Um, mostly been playing uh, Smash Brothers. I've I've dabbled around with a couple other things to kind of round out a little bit of my uh, my game of the year stuff um, later on. I need to get some hands on uh, from a couple of different things, um, but mostly like ninety nine percent of my time has been in Smash for sure. I did unlock uh, all of the the characters. Um, kind of did the like. Um, play game, turn off the game and turn back on, kind of just um, plowed through that. And like, cause I knew I had people coming over that were going to be uh, wanting all the players to unlock and everything. We, we did a gaming night not too long ago. And, uh, and so I had to get them all unlocked and everything, but I'm still only about like maybe like 30% or something like that um, through world of light so far. And uh, I haven't even dabbled into like the summoning stuff and like shooting uh, where you get, we were talking about Barry. Like I haven't even, like tapped into that yet. So um, haven't even played through classic mode at all yet. So um, a lot of my time has been just like unlocking the characters and then playing through um, all the stuff. So like we're, the rest of us are so far behind you, Barry, but <laughs> we'll see what I was doing was I was trying to unlock them all through spirit mode or through a uh, world of light. And then a friend of mine told me and said, you know how it works, right? Every 10 minutes. I said, yeah, but I'm just focusing on world of light. He's like, why don't you just play world of light for 10 minutes and then back out? Because it saves you your progress right there. Back out, do a fighter, go back into World of Light. So I started doing that. Yep. And I unlocked everything really quickly that way. I didn't have to turn off or turn on or anything like that. And I was continuing with World of Light anyway. So I was focusing on the single-player story while unlocking characters at the same time. Cool. Yeah, that was my original intention was actually to just unlock them all through World of Light. But then I had some people coming over. I'm like, nah, I'm just going to farm the rest of them. So we'll... Uh get them all done but it's been it's been a blast for sure um we'll uh we'll definitely have a game chat on uh on smash brothers ultimate at some point uh in the near near future and uh be able to talk a little more in depth about our experience for sure um but uh enough with that let's move on to a, a few news stories before we jump into the game of the year uh awards this year and uh most of our news uh this week comes from the game awards um jeff Keeley's uh the game awards happened uh was just a couple of weeks ago, like right after our last podcast, I believe. And um, we were talking about how there wasn't much Nintendo representation in the, the awards, uh, the nominations itself. But then uh, lo and behold, uh, several big announcements came uh, during the Game Awards as well. And uh, let's just kind of chat about these uh, real quick um, before we jump into the, the awards stuff for tonight. Um, first of all, uh, we found out that Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 was announced to start with. It's called the Black Order, and it's coming exclusively to Switch in 2019. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Uh, Greg, were you, are you excited um, that Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is coming to exclusively to Switch? Um, well, I never really played those games to begin with, so I mean, I'm more excited for all the fans of that kind of series just to see it, and it's always really good to see like a more of like a third party of exclusive, especially to be on Switch as well. So it's definitely the best platform, obviously, for all of us. So yeah, definitely excited to see it come for those that are looking forward to it. But that's not really quite my game, so I probably won't be looking forward to it as much as everybody else. Uh, Greg, it's definitely my game. I'm so excited for this. Hassan, can I, are you are you with me on this? Is this is, are, is this you know, exciting you? I so I've never played any of the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games oh. in particular, but I'm a big Marvel fan, yeah. and this looked really cool. Um, I was a little, I was kind of expecting because there's a lot of rumors of the there's a Square Enix Avengers game to show up. So at first, when it started, I was like, "Is this that?" And I was like, "This doesn't seem like it." 
and then I saw exclusively on Switch, and I was like, what is this? What is interesting? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Cool. Barry, Barry, come on. Like, tell me you played Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2, right? I will be honest. I have Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2, I think, on every system that they've been released for. And I have not played either. Oh, but, man. But, but listen, now I have played X-Men Legends 1 and 2 which are the precursor to that. Okay, okay. okay. So I played them, uh, and I liked them, and I just I just didn't play uh, Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2. Um, but I am looking forward to this. Uh, when that trailer started, the first thought in my head was uh, actually uh, Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, oh, is, are they bringing that over? Because it starts with Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, you know, they, they brought other Telltale games over. I know they're, you know, Telltale's, in, you know, shutting down, but maybe this is some kind of deal. Nintendo said, oh, we'll bring that over. And then when I started seeing other, huh? And I didn't even think about the Avengers game. Um, I'm, I'm, I expected that to be shown off uh, later in the show when the Russo brothers were there, or at least a Avengers Endgame trailer or something. But once it, once I saw the gameplay, immediately I said Ultimate Alliance 3. My wife looks at me and like, what? I'm like, it's, it's Ultimate Alliance 3. And sure enough, it was. And uh, I am super excited for this. I have it pre-ordered already, Steve. So I'm with you. Nice. I'm with you. I'm ready nice. for it. Yeah. I, I played so much of the, the original two. I had some friends that we played it on Wii. Um, and uh, it was so much fun to just go over. And we had late nights and just plowing through the game as much as we could. And, you know, several nights in a row. And it was so much fun. So now I'm, like, so far away from those people. And I'm excited to hear that they have online play. So now I could still have late nights playing with those same guys, even though we're in different states now. So. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. So I hope I hope it lives up to the hype in my mind because I am I'm pretty excited about it. Um, and and shocked actually that it's a Switch exclusive. Like that was like you know we've talked about that several times. We're like wow okay maybe well, Nintendo's ready at some point. Like it's a I mean yeah, I don't know. What from think, what right? I understand, it was like. Uh, I guess they approached Nintendo, or they were they were looking for a game to be made, and and Nintendo's like, all right, yeah, well, we can do something, and they went to Team Ninja, and Team Ninja said we wanted to do Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, so Marvel's like, okay, go ahead. And to me, the funniest thing about this whole thing is, honestly, it's the saddest thing too, is the fanboys. Uh, we're all Nintendo fans, uh, but we, all of us minus Greg have uh, games on other systems, you know, and we have other systems we play on other systems, but. You know, when when Marvel Spider-Man came out, you know, I've had arguments with with Sony fanboys. They're like, oh, you know, Spider-Man is only Sony and that's it, blah, blah, blah. And we've got the best exclusive. And I'm like, look, it's just a timed thing. And now Spider-Man's obviously in this. And they're crying foul. Like, oh, well, it was okay for us to get Spider-Man. And, and no, no, this is terrible. Like, boycott, this is horrible. And this is a Bayonetta 2 situation. If Nintendo didn't fund this, this wouldn't exist. And it's the people out there that would rather have a game not exist than exist in some format that bother me like games should exist regardless of the system even if it's on my ideal system if it i'd rather have it exist than not exist at all so kudos to nintendo they need they need exclusives they need more third-party support and uh you know we'll see where it goes from here but it's a step in the right direction for sure Definitely. And uh, another step potentially in the right direction, um, we found out that uh, Mortal Kombat 11 is not uh, just a, a cross-platform for the normal systems that usually get Mortal Kombat. It's Mortal Kombat's coming back to Nintendo. 
Mortal Kombat 11 is going to be on Switch on April 23rd of next year. So just a few months from now, we're going to be playing an incredibly bloody, gruesome game of Mortal Kombat 11 on a Nintendo system. Hassan, what do you think of this? Uh, I think that's pretty crazy. And it's interesting that I don't believe the trailer itself even... Did it even say that? Or I think it was like in a press release later or something that we found out, or it might've just been a quick logo at the end, which... Yeah, I think it was just a logo at the end and no one really talked about it, but then like Nintendo kind of beefed it up later and and made sure that that we knew about it. But yeah, it was just kind of just, uh, it was just just there. Yeah. Yeah, which I mean, I don't know if that's good or bad, like in terms of, is it just, oh, it's Switch, as in like, hey, Switch is getting so much support, so what's the big deal, which is great. Or on the other hand, it's like, switch that's crazy like promote it so i I mean i don't know it's kind of interesting right right barry what do you think i'm i honestly missed that logo uh when i saw the trailer so immediately i thought well that's cool you know ps4 xbox one you know i'll probably get it for ps4 uh and then i was reading a press release afterwards and i was like wait switch too like i was taken aback i was like wow like that's that's great that's that's awesome uh now there's like conflicting things i've seen though there is some gray clouds uh the official site now lists coming soon for switch as opposed to the date for the other two um so there might not be day one and then there's also like a deluxe version that contains like the season pass and everything that is not there's no skew for that for the switch as far as i'm aware it's just a digital code and that's the only real difference but still it's a little disheartening that switch doesn't get that same treatment but it's a step in the right direction uh it very much reminds me of like when the gamecube or the wii got a third-party game it was like oh yeah it's also there uh another example was actually on the wii u which was injustice where you know same studio injustice went to the the wii u like all other platforms and then they said well here's the injustice ultimate edition with all the dlc and the wii u did not get that release i mean it's again the wii u can play all the dlc characters but the re-release did not hit the wii u uh so I guess we'll, you know, we'll see. I'm a little skeptical that it comes out on launch day. I'm trying to be positive. I look forward to playing it. Again, I have it pre-ordered. I'm ready to play it on the Switch. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. April's still, you know, four months away. Right, right. Greg, you big uh, Mortal Kombat fan? Actually, I am. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing this. Um, I don't think I've played it since the N64. I, there might have been like a game or two on like either GameCube or Wii. Wii and GameCube had Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I don't... Maybe I was Wii that I had the last one, but it's certainly been a while. So I, my brother always definitely likes playing like the classic ones at the arcades like near our house. So definitely excited to try out the brand new one and return with Scorpion and Sub-Zero, two of my favorites. So... <laughs> Nice. Nice. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what this means. I think, um, I'm, I mean, the game coming to, to switch is cool and everything. And I'm still on the fence if I'll get it or not. Um, I enjoy those games. I, I'm more of a street fighter fan than I was, uh, ever a mortal Kombat fan. I enjoyed it, but, uh, I enjoy more street fighter. Um, but, uh, but it's just cool to see that happening. And I hope this is, um, like you said, Barry, a, a steps in the right direction, I think for, for more and more of that kind of stuff to keep coming to Nintendo yeah. platforms. And we definitely do need some more of these mature kind of centric titles too. So that's also a thing to see too. Definitely. Um, not mature, but still cool. Um, for a lot of people, uh, crash team racing nitro fueled is also 
had uh, was announced also coming to Switch on uh, June 21st of next year. Um, Barry, you big Crash Team racing fan? Is this is this exciting, or or Mario Kart just does it for you? Honestly, I didn't grow up with Crash. Uh, you know, during that generation, I did have an N64, and I played just a little bit at friends' houses of, of the regular Crash games. Never played the racing. Uh, it wasn't until later that I got, you know, all the Crash games, but I never really sat down and played them until Insane Trilogy came out. And I was like, all right, now I'm going to play it. Uh, and I hated it. I'll be honest. I, I honestly thought Crash was terrible. Well, one and two they were the two I played. I thought it was terrible in comparison to, you know, Nintendo's offerings. So I never actually did play the kart racing. Now, from what I understand... Uh, Crash Team Racing is very reminiscent of Diddy Kong Racing, which I did prefer over Mario Kart 64, 100 to 1. Hmm. So that has me excited. Since I didn't play the original CTR, even though I do have it, uh, I look forward to playing this. Cool. Greg, you feeling the same way, or are you just going to pass on this one? Uh, I'll probably luckily pass on this one. As Barry was kind of talking with the, the Crash series, I got the Insane Trilogy. I wasn't like super impressed with the style of controls of it and i was one that did prefer mario kart over diddy kong so it doesn't really seem like it would be my cup of tea there yeah both both are pretty solid games both are solid games yeah. if, they, if they just married the two together it'd be the ideal kart racer for yeah, sure. i'm not saying diddy kong's a bad game it's just that i greatly enjoyed more of mario kart over that one so nice hassan where do you where do you fall on mario kart and diddy kong first and then we can jump into uh, crash team uh i guess don't hate me but i never played diddy kong racing um, oh. so, i grew up on mario kart 64 and i have very fond memories of that game and mario kart's one of my top favorite franchises so i mean i, I don't know homework assignment is on while you're in the dungeon <laughs> <laughs> yeah i haven't played diddy kong racing and never played crash team racing so really mario kart's my only you know kart racer so i i'm looking forward to crash just to like hear about it and see what people think and then maybe i'll jump in to like scratch that kart racing itch for a little while you know but uh um i have, I have no like preconceived notion either way i guess yeah, yeah, same here. I mean, I I, I really enjoy Diddy uh, Diddy Kong Racing, but yeah, now it's just it's all Mario Kart, and um, and so I'm. It's cool that it's coming, but I'm not. That doesn't necessarily excite me. It's it more excites me similar to Mario to, to Mortal Kombat and and other things. It's just like cool that this stuff is coming to Switch, and I think that's uh, some good signs of hopefully what is to come uh, more down the road. See, my problem with Mario Kart was it was just races it was just here's four races go do it diddy kong had an open world it had you know each level had coins so you had to collect a certain amount of gold coins you had to know where they were and you had to also come in first so it created an extra challenge there was bosses i love that thing so much i beat it and then i wound up doing it again there was a mirror mode where that was silver coins not only did they reverse the tracks like mario kart but they also put silver coins instead of gold and they were in different positions than where the gold coins were so it was almost like playing a brand new game and i went through both versions and actually 100 percented it like i love that game and i would kill for a, a sequel <laughs> It'd be it'd be make a lot of people excited if they uh, if they originally you know eventually announced a, a, a sequel to Diddy Kong Racing for sure. Did you play the one on DS though? Well, we're yes, on I played it, but I didn't I didn't fully beat it because it's virtually the same game, just minus the rare characters and and put in Tiny Kong and and uh, I think Dixie Kong is in there, and 
It's nice. It's not as good as the N64 version. Um, but if if you have that's the only version you can play, uh, play that over no, not playing it at all. You really should go back and play it. Like if you like Mario Kart 64, you will love this. Cool. Cool. Well, moving on to the final big announcements from the Game Awards is something that I think um, pretty much I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say no one saw coming, probably. Um, and uh, we kind of got this elaborate trailer, which was really cool. And uh, we find out that uh, Joker from Persona 5 is going to be the first DLC character for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate uh, for the DLC packs that are coming out next year. Um, Hassan, did, did this totally catch you off guard? And like, or were you, you knew it all the time. You, you totally predicted this, right? Uh, I, if anybody <laughs> says they predicted it, they're lying. Um, the, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was, I was watching the game awards and like kind of live tweeting and kind of, so I was like glancing up and down at the TV screen. So I see this thing pop up Nintendo switch. I'm like, what is this? And I'm looking up and down and I think I missed the part that had the smash logo, but then I started seeing the silhouettes and then they mentioned smash brothers. And then I started staring at the TV like, (laughs) wait, what is this? Um, and then it all clicked and I was like, Oh, this is very interesting. So, um, I, I don't know anything about the series. Um, but the character itself, at least from that intro animation, looked really interesting, and I like interesting characters in Smash, so it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Greg, uh, Greg, you excited to play as, as Joker? Yeah, I think it'd be in- an interesting addition. I mean, I've been kind of trying to get into the Persona series. I know they've had a few games in 3DS, but I still never pulled the trigger on it. But I would certainly be interested to try it out, and it might push me into pulling the trigger and going back and get one of those 3ds games barry you're you're a pretty big persona fan aren't you uh i enjoy the persona series yeah. um the the ones on the 3ds though persona q um they are not typical personas they're more like uh, dungeon crawlers like etri and odyssey um so that's really not the best place to start with persona mm-hmm. um i did not see this coming in fact when i first saw the red logo and the take your heart and all that i was like that's Persona 5, and the red was definitely, like, Switch's red. I'm like, they're bringing Persona 5 to Switch. That was my initial thought. Like, oh, they're doing it. Like, that's awesome. And then when they revealed, like, the the envelope in the reveal, and I was like, oh, okay, this totally didn't see this coming. But I was waiting. Like, the the first shoe dropped. I was waiting for the second one to say Persona 5 also coming to Switch. Like, (laughs) this has got to follow. Like, come on. And it never did. And I'm still waiting for that other shoe to drop. (laughs) Like, like this is a no-brainer at this point. Like, Atlas has a great relationship with Nintendo. I I don't know if Sony's paying them extra money at this point. I know the SMT main series is uh, mainly on Nintendo. SMT 5 is coming, you know, exclusively to the Switch. Why is Persona not following suit at this point? And, and, and there's no no one can say, oh, the Switch can't handle it because Persona 5 is actually a PS3 game. So it absolutely can handle it. And uh, I don't know. I'm just waiting for some kind of other announcement. But when Reggie said, like, oh, this is the kind of caliber the other DLC characters are going to be, that pretty much threw everything, all expectations out the window because Persona 5 isn't on Nintendo. So that means it does not have to be a Nintendo character at all uh, in any regard. And uh, it probably means the other four are third-party characters, uh, which makes me believe that they will be Echo Fighters and other characters like Piranha Plant thrown in for free uh, throughout the year that are more Nintendo characters or at least easier to create characters. Um, 
but yeah i'm excited i'm always excited for new characters and different characters uh i'm excited for echoes too um but i expect more when it's just like well one echo yay like no big deal but like three echoes and a new fighter like okay you got me but a new fighter i'm interested to see how this plays and i hope it's more than just that character with the stage and a selection of music i hope they go like oh here's an assist trophy too like and here's some spirits as well like they really bring it in yeah yeah, I, I have not played uh, a Persona game at all, and so I'm, I'm incredibly unfamiliar with the series, the character as well. But but like you said, Hudson, I, I'm just excited to have another character, and and from what I can tell, a, a different type of character as well. Um, for you guys that know Joker and everything, what what are you expecting to see from his kind of gameplay? Uh, I expect kind of like this was just obviously this may not be real but like kind of like bayonetta when bayonetta does her smash attacks you know the the wicked weave fist comes out i kind of expect something like that where doing like smash attacks the, the her, you know joker's persona will will add into the attack uh this the uh smash attack or the uh smash ball you know has to be something with the persona um other than that i expect quick moving because joker is a thief so definitely a fast moving character maybe like chic thinking like chic with bayonetta type smash attacks um that's my guess i could be 100 percent wrong right right cool that, that sounds exciting though for sure um yeah and I'm, I'm excited to see like what you said barry about like what kind of characters they're going to now pull out for their other four because like this just open the door to a bunch of stuff potentially that we had never really perceived would ever happen. So now we're not thinking of, you know, just Nintendo characters and, and, you know, other second party characters and stuff. Now is this potentially open to anyone? We're going to see master chief. We're going to see like all these other characters that we've been talking about. They're like, that's never going to happen. Maybe now it could, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but uh, let's wrap up with a couple quick news stories. Um, new NES online games, Wario Woods, Ninja Gaiden, and Adventures of Lolo. There's also a, also a couple others uh, of special editions, the games that are already on there. Um, Greg, which which uh, any of those excite you about uh, the new NES online games at all? Yeah, I guess I wouldn't really say excite, but I mean, some ones that I'm definitely in- happy to see is definitely Ninja Gaiden and Adventures of Lolo. Those are two of my favorites on the from the NES like days. So definitely happy to see those on board and hopefully their sequels will be not too far behind them. Cool. Hassan, any of those uh exciting you? Um I don't think I've actually played them, uh to be honest. So I'm excited because now that this arrived today, the uh NES online controllers. Um, I'm going to go and play more of those NES online games. So we'll check them out. Nice, nice. I know Greg's got some controllers on the way as well. Barry, did you get? Did you order them? Yep, my controllers came today, and I also ordered the uh, Famicom ones, which will be here soon. Nice. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm excited for Ninja Gaiden mainly. Uh, I love that series, and I look forward to playing it again, uh, especially with the those controllers for the real nostalgia feeling. Yeah, I'm just glad to have uh, save states and everything, so maybe I might eventually uh, beat Ninja Gaiden this way. Uh, it's, it's a ridiculously hard game. Um, and uh, just kind of rounding out the news, uh, Toe Jam and Earl Back in the Groove is coming to Switch on March 1st of next year. Um, Hassan, you a big Toe Jam and Earl fan at all? Is, is this, you uh, know, 
interesting. I had actually played Toja Mineral, I think, on the Wii Virtual Console. I think, uh, I don't know what brought me to that game, but I ended up uh, purchasing it and playing some of it, and, and uh, it was it was kind of interesting. So I might have to to check this out. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Barry, big, big Toja Mineral fan? Not a big one. Uh, I played the original on the Genesis back in the day, and I never played Panic of Funkatron and all that. Um, I have it. it I remember when 3 came out, I was excited. I was like, oh, cool, you know? And then it was like Xbox exclusive, and I was like, oh, no GameCube. And then it didn't get the best reviews, and I was shocked to see it come back. I mean, I'm happy to see it come back, and I I do plan on giving this one a try. Um, I'm just... I like to see old IP get a get a new life, uh, with the exception of Bubsy, but that just doesn't seem to want to die. It seems. <laughs> Greg, you uh, you ever played Toja Mineral? No, I have not. So any new games are always always welcome, in my opinion. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm like you, uh, Barry. I, I think I only played it on the original Genesis um, versions. I, I never touched any of the sequels or anything like that. But it's cool, yeah, to see old IP and and stuff that I had actually I'd forgotten about Toadram and Earl. Like it'd been around, you know, what hadn't fully died. But uh, I kind of forgotten about it, and then all of a sudden I saw this come up. I'm like, oh wow, oh yeah, I remember that game. <laughs> I forgot about those guys. So uh, it's quirky, it's it's fun, and. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to, to see, and, and it's cool that it's coming to Switch. Um, all right. All the news are out of the way. All the news, at least, we're going to talk about. Now on to the main event. The main event of episode 164, the Game of the Year Awards. And it would not make sense for us to have Hassan on the show and not let him host this portion of the episode. So uh, with that all being said, I'm going to toss it over to Hassan and uh, let him host the 2018 Nintendo Fuse Game of the Year Awards. All right. Thanks, Steve. I'm very excited. These are always very, very fun to do. So... This year, we have a couple different categories um, because, of course, with new systems, different things, we always have to kind of change it up a little bit. So uh, the first category is going to be uh, 3DS and mobile games. There weren't really enough 3DS games. I think, Steve, you were saying how there were like 50-something 3DS games that released this year? Yeah, I think like 59, I believe, uh, 3DS games. That doesn't count like the, uh, the apps and stuff like that, but I think there was 59 on the list that I saw. Yeah, which is actually more than I thought there were uh, this year. But um, but so we decided to combine 3DS and mobile games into one category. Then we have another category that we're kind of calling Nintendo Switch Indie slash eShop, which is sort of meant to be like your indie titles, your eShop only titles, maybe cheaper, lower budget games. Um, it's hard to kind of quantify a title for that category, but Indie slash eShop-ish, you know, that sort of uh, category. Uh, then we have a category for Nintendo Switch AAA titles, so your your bigger budget, uh, full price or close to full price games, um, what you would really think of when you hear you know AAA titles. Um, we decided to throw in a uh, worst games of the year category as well um, to to make it interesting, um, and then of course our game of the year, and then we'll tally up all the votes and announce our overall Nintendo Fuse game of the year. So um, we are going to go. But we'll, we'll go through each of us and give our third place for each category. Um, and then for the same category, we'll do second place. And then um, we'll do first place along with honorable mentions. Because uh, if you kind of, I guess you can kind of say those together. Because if you say your honorable mentions, you, you're going to end up 
giving away all the other games and then you're first. So you can maybe say your first place title and then the other games that you wanted uh, uh, to pick that didn't quite make it. So we're going to start off with 3DS mobile and I'm going to go first and just say that I have nothing in this category because I didn't play any 3DS or mobile games that came out this year. Um, so I guess that was easy for me. I have nothing in this category. Uh, I played Pokemon Go, but that's already been out. And I downloaded Dragalia Lost and then deleted it, and I just never played it. So there you go. That's that's my contribution to that category. <laughs> we were counting like major updates to existing mobile games. So that's like at least a segment that you could a popular opinion you might see from just me and Barry, perhaps, but. True, true. So, you know, we'll, we'll see We'll see what else comes up. But uh, I just didn't think there was enough, you know, new content per se in, in any of the things that I played. Um, but we're going to start with Greg on this one. So, Greg, what is your third place pick? My third place pick is a game that I just started playing the last uh, week or so, and that's actually Dragalia Dr- Lost. So I'm now in. I'm up to, through chapter two it's been a pretty fun adventure so far and looking forward to seeing more as the story unfolds so i didn't quite get a ton of play time with it but definitely is that's going to be increasing as the time goes on so i'm so happy to hear you say that <laughs> i took my homework assignment seriously i'm so proud <laughs> all right well let's see uh barry what is your third place pick uh, for mine, actually, uh, was one that came out back in January, or afraid right at the beginning of the year, and that is uh, Kirby Battle Royale. Uh, I'm a big Kirby fan, and while Battle Royale is definitely different, it's kind of more like Mario Party uh, style without the board Kirby game. Uh, it was just fun. It was just fun little mini games, and it's great for you know portable play. And I, I had more fun with it than I thought I would. Uh, so yeah, I do recommend it. Cool. All right, Steve, what is your third place pick? All right, my third place pick, um, you're going to see a, a, I'll just, spoiler alert, you're going to see a common thread through my uh, my 3DS and mobile games. Um, and uh, the third, the for third place, I picked uh, Luigi's Mansion, um, a fantastic game on uh, the GameCube. And um, seeing it back again is, is really cool to, to have it back again. Um, I, it's not, I, I think the, the sequel is actually better, um, but it's been cool to, to see uh, the original back on 3DS. And um, yeah, that's uh, number three. So if you haven't played Luigi Mansion, it's a perfect opportunity to pick it up on the 3DS and uh, take it on the go. All right. So since uh, I don't have any picks, we're going to go back up to Greg for your second place pick. So here I'm putting in Fire Emblem Heroes because this year they introduced a brand new game mode for Aether Raids. And this allows you to completely design your own map for other people around the world to challenge your map and your team comp and you can place all sorts of buildings and traps and stuff like that and there's a huge competitive element to it so i having a huge new game mode that's only been live for like the last like two months or so i thought that warranted a radical change in the way that the game has been headed through it's two years that it's been out so that's my number two uh, what about you, Barry? What is your second place? My number one and two swapped several times when going through this, and I finally settled on number two being Dragalia Lost. Uh, I absolutely adore this game. 
Uh, there's a ton of great content here. You know, they just actually this morning put out the new Christmas event, uh, new high level raid, new summons. Uh, it's just they're constantly adding to this game. That being said, it's not perfect, and there are a few reasons why it didn't hit number one, uh, such as there really should be some more user-friendly uh, things, like there's a daily summon, but it actually costs money. It should be free um, just to keep people playing. Um, the chat options are these little like messages you can say, and the problem is, is there's no way to really convey. So if you have a run and you're going through like a fire dungeon, you do not want to bring, you know, wind elemental people because they will get slaughtered. And someone joins with wind and they select they're ready to go. All you could do is spam nope. And you hope that the other people that are there that are all in water with you ready to go don't get bored and leave. You can't say switch to water. Or you're going to die, you know, boat anchor, anything like that. Get out of my room. You can't do anything. So it does create some frustration, a uh, little bit more you know, communication or communication tools would help elevate it. That being said, it is a phenomenal, phenomenal mobile game, and I'm not a mobile player, uh, and it's free. Uh, and it's one of those very rare free games that I have actually spent money on because I am enjoying it. But it didn't, because of those things, it did not hit number one for me. All right, we'll head to Steve for your second place pick. All right. Well, um, I think uh, Barry already picked up on my theme. Uh, so we're just going to jump into um, number two being SteamWorld Dig 2. Um, SteamWorld Dig was a fantastic game. And uh, the, the follow-up was just, I think it took it even further. Um, I don't know if it really, I think, I don't think... I don't think um, it got a lot of critical acclaim as much as the first one did, but I really enjoyed the second one and uh, bringing it over to th the 3DS has been a great thing. So again, like, like Luigi's mentioned, if you didn't get a chance to play it on the original system, check it out on 3DS, just like uh, SteamWorld Dig 2. If you didn't get a chance to play it on the original systems, having it on 3DS uh, this year was, was, was great. And um, it's a, it's a good challenge um, and uh, highly recommend it. It's also on Switch. I'd recommend that too. All right. So that brings us to our top 3DS and mobile game. What is it for you, Greg? So I think, uh, pretty sure me and Barry will probably be sharing grounds on this one. It's pretty hard not to. This was the only game that I played on 3DS the entire year, but it's by far a very awesome classic that they brought back from the DS, and that's Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology. So this is a very awesome RPG game. If you haven't experienced it, I don't know why you're not starting to purchase this right now and play it, but it's so fantastic. It's excellent story, and you'll be swi swi switching between some different timelines, unlocking all the events, learning everything you can about this town and its history. It's so great. I would, can't speak enough of it, so definitely number one nice all right barry do you agree uh actually i picked detective pikachu no i'm just kidding that was actually one of my honorable mentions <laughs> uh, detective pikachu um but uh yeah rating historia perfect chronology was was the one game that beat regalia lost and that's simply because it is a, a timeless game like it is so good uh if you like old school snes rpgs especially like chrono trigger and that's what i've heard like throughout the DS life. Like, oh, you got to play Radiant Historia. And I never did. I had a friend actually go out and find me a copy. I guess that's the very copy I own. And I 
never popped it in. So when this came out, I'm like, yep, I'm going to be playing this and I do not regret it. It is so good. Uh, this, this had me hooked on the 3ds for a long time. So absolutely play this game. Like, like Greg said, um, it's awesome. Steve, do you have the same pick for number one? You know what? I don't, um, because I've never played that game. Um, and, uh, as, as many listeners of the podcast know, um, I can't, I don't have the time to dive into deep, uh, RPGs anymore. Um, but it sounds like a wonderful game though. And I'm glad that you guys enjoy that. Um, but, uh, mine, uh, is completely opposite. Um, something that you can play, uh, very quickly and, uh, yet again, it is a port from an older system. Um, but, uh, my top, uh, 3DS game this year was Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Um, I, I really enjoy Captain Toad. Um, I enjoyed it on the Wii U. I would love to have it on the on the 3DS and the Switch. I love that it came back again. Um, normally, I don't try to double dip in games, but this one's I, I, I was because I love being able to, especially take it on the go. I think that's the cool as the aspect of um, Captain Toad is uh, it's it's good in little bits here and there. You can definitely sit down and grind through several different puzzles and, le- and levels and stuff. But it's uh, it's cool to take it on the go and play it here and there and play um just a level when you can and uh and that's great that you can do that now on on 3ds so um captain toe treasure tracker i did have a uh, detective pikachu and dragalia lost um on my honorable mentions um i spent all of like five minutes with dragalia's lost this week um but i i downloaded it it's on my phone now i've started it but uh just really didn't spend enough time and i think that's really the big thing why i it didn't make um, and on the list or anything is because it, it never was enough for me to really desire to play it. Um, and I think that's, that plays into, to my enjoyment of games as well is if I actually like have that desire enough to like put it on my device and want to play it. And that was, that's just never really been there for, for that game, even though it looks fantastic and, uh, clearly other people enjoy it, but Captain Toad takes a top, top pick for me this year. I have to interject for a second. I've, I've, I, you know why I figured you out beforehand, Steve? Because this morning to prep myself for this, I actually went back and listened to my favorite game of the year that we did, which was 2016. Uh, and I re-listened to that whole thing. And you pulled a Hassan this entire year. You pulled a Hassan. Now, to understand that, you should go back and rewatch that. That episode is awesome. But if you do remember you know exactly what i'm talking about steve you pulled a hassan <laughs> hey it works <laughs> now i'm trying to even remember what happened in, in all, all i'll say for you hassan is twilight princess okay gotcha you gotcha. remember now i think, okay. I, think, <laughs> I, think I remember now um but uh yeah so those are our 3ds and mobile picks for 2018, I, I do want to mention, I did actually buy Detective Pikachu, but then my wife played it and beat it, so I technically didn't, so I couldn't put that on my list, but it looked fun from what, you know, she played, but, um, so there is that. So, we're going to move on to the next category, which is Nintendo Switch Indie slash eShop titles, um, and so, we are going to change it up and start with Barry this time. So, Barry, oh, wow. what is your third place pick we're gonna change it up each time and keep it fresh we're gonna switch it up now ah, uh, there you go. uh so for my third place i uh i picked bloodstained curse of the moon uh, bloodstained is a uh spiritual successor to castlevania uh series that i absolutely love and i am a kickstarter 
uh, backer for Bloodstained. And this was a free bonus game. They're like, hey, here it is. Download it. I was like, okay, I'll download it. And uh, if you like original NES-style Castlevania, think more Castlevania 3 with different characters you could switch between. Uh, this is awesome. It's a really great game, and I hear it's actually getting a physical now, which has me super excited. Um, and I will be purchasing the physical for that. But yeah, this is awesome. It's not expensive at all on the Switch. And if you have that itch, you like that old-school Castlevania. Uh, I'm not talking Metroidvania. I'm talking more old-school Castlevania, uh, definitely give it a shot. All right. Uh, so let's go to Greg next for your third-place pick. So from listening to previous episodes, everyone knows that I was a huge fan of the NES catalog that was announced with the online uh, service. So that's actually my third-place pick is the NES Entertainment Online because I absolutely love the NES games. I love having a way to play all of them all on the go within a week's time, obviously, if I don't check in. So, obviously, it's really great to be able to play Mario 3, Mario 1, The Legend of Zelda, and they just continue to add them, as we've already discussed earlier today. So, I definitely really enjoy the app and love the classic games, or a number of the classic games that are already in, available. So, Why do I feel this is going to be this year's Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge? <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> not not happening this year for me. No, there's some actually good quality games here this year. <laughs> no, I actually I had the hardest time just having number three, so that's I needed a filler that I actually enjoyed. So gotcha. Well, Steve, what is your uh, your number three pick? Greg, let me tell you what you can go play. You can go play Lightfall. Lightfall is a great game. Um, if you enjoy platformers like I do, um, I was very surprised by Lightfall. I didn't realize I was going to enjoy it this much. And, uh, and not only it's a, it's a quick moving one, but all of a sudden, like you get to some levels and it slows you down. And in the beginning, I think even on our game chat, I was I was shocked by that, and it kind of messed me up. And I wasn't sure if I liked it or not. But now, like looking back, I really do enjoy that because it's not just your traditional platformer. You kind of create platforms along the way and. Uh, I love the colors, the the shadow sort of thing that they're going for. Um, it's a it's a fantastic game. If you love platformers, Lightfall is great, and it's my number three. So uh, that brings me to my number three pick, which I actually do have picks this time. Uh, not I. This was actually a bit of a struggle too because I didn't have many choices um, for what I played. But my third place pick, actually, I'm going to go with what uh, Greg chose as well and pick the NES Online app. Um, See you, Steve. Told you. Games, you know so you got you got a, a couple choices of you know you take your pick for your your style of games that you enjoy and now with the new nes online controllers it'll you know make it even more fun so i'm looking forward to actually diving further in depth with these titles <laughs> jakester mini mario and friends that's great <laughs> i do have so, a fall but it was too fast-paced for me so that's why i didn't like it as much as to pull it into a number three spot. Just wanted to okay. clarify that. Okay. okay. I got, I got two other picks. You might pick one of them, but maybe not the other one. So <laughs> I'm pretty certain um, that both my other two picks will probably be at least in one of your guys' lists. I don't know. Maybe, or maybe not. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm pretty, <laughs> but I don't know. So let's see. Let's see if we got any, any other commonalities amongst these lists. So we're going back around. Barry, what's your number two pick? Uh, getting up here is a little bit tougher, but 
I had to go with uh, West of Loathing for my number two. Uh, just a phenomenal RPG from some ph- phenomenal guys. Uh, it's is very crude in terms of graphics because it's all stick figures, but it's also crude in terms of humor, uh, and I love that. Uh, it doesn't pull punches, and it lets you do a lot of crazy things. And I love RPGs. This is a very fast-paced RPG in, in the sense, like, it's over quickly, but it doesn't overstay its welcome. And, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Like, if you like the West, if you like, you know, simple but very funny, like, old-school uh, point-and-click, like, think Maniac Mansion-style uh, humor in your RPG, then you need to play West of Loathing. It is absolutely worth your time. All right. Uh, Greg, what about you? So this is where I made my initial comment, because my second pick is also West of Loathing. I greatly enjoyed that game as much as for pretty much echo and regurgitate everything that Barry just said. It's very crude, very fun, very simple. It's everything that really f- makes a really fun game, so definitely recommend it. There is a physical copy, I believe, if you guys go yep. through the yep. company, so if you scared of the digital games digital only games <laughs> yeah limited run put out the physical which i also ordered to support them because this game was worth your money so we got two in a row for west of loathing steve is there, are you gonna make it three it, it's not west of loathing i haven't played it yet um i've heard all these guys talk about it and stuff uh but i haven't actually played it yet um this game uh for my number two is, is somewhat uh it's very similar to my my 3ds indie uh thing it's actually it's a port uh of an older game um but it's a it's a great game and i did not play it originally um this is one that i i, I started playing when it came to switch uh earlier this year and that's Earthlock. Um, I was very surprised by this game. I did. I never saw it before. I didn't really know that much about it. And uh, I ended up getting uh, a review copy of it. And um, I've fallen in love with this game. It's it's uh, it's enough of an RPG that it doesn't like require a ton of my time, which we know like from earlier podcasts and even earlier in this one, I don't have a ton of time to give to it. Um, but it's it's traditional, but it's new. The colors and the, the art style is really cool. And uh, it's totally drawn me in. And in, in the very beginning, you're kind of confused about like what's going on. And then all of a sudden, like in, in my confusion, I was sucked into to the story and, and what was going on. And uh, I love the way that it's, it's a challenging game as well, um, that it's not a walk in the park at all. And, uh, and, and that's, that's really cool in, in this day and age of video games where a lot of games are too easy. Um, Earthlock is not one of those. So Earthlock Festival of Magic for my number two. Uh, my second place pick uh, is actually Pokemon Quest. Um, I know it also released on mobile, but I didn't play it on mobile. I played it on Switch. Um, and um, it's interesting. It's I mean, it very much feels like a mobile game, which because it is kind of also. Um, but uh I do like the the art style. I think it's very unique, and it was fun kind of seeing the original Pokemon in that art style. Uh, I know that they even released like little plushes for some of those characters. I thought that was just kind of cool. So it's a fun little unique uh, art style. If you're into Pokemon uh, and you want to, you know, check something out, uh, it's free to download and, and start. So uh, worth at least trying out for sure. So that was my second place pick. All right, so Barry, what is your top Nintendo Switch indie slash eShop title? Uh, first, I need to preface this with 
the fact that these lists, you know, are our own personal list, and I know there might be some people throwing things like, ah, um, and I'm just going to get it out right here. I'm just going to put a quick honorable mention for two games I did not play. They are not physical yet, um, and I did not play them, and that is Hollow Knight and Celeste. I know those two games have critical acclaim, and I know some people will be like, ah, how come you did not pick those two? Um, I did not play them, and therefore I cannot play put them on my list personally i've heard nothing but great things so they are put in honorable mention because of that uh, a few other quick honorable mentions i like fall uh victor Varan and dead cells uh are all great games those ones i did play um but my number one i had to give it to arena of valor this was a free to play game on the switch a game i did not expect to fall in love with um i was like ah, oh, whatever i'm just gonna play this you know in between and I wound up getting hooked. Like, it's an arena-style game uh, where you're on a team with three other people, and you have to like, capture the flag kind of deal. You have to destroy the other people's bases. And as the, the match goes on, you get more powerful, as do your opponents. And it just it's, it's just hectic and crazy and a lot of fun. And the characters are cool, and the mythology is cool. And it's just a free-to-play, fun, you know, game I, just, I can't recommend it enough. It, it took me completely by surprise, and I think that's why it won up the West of Loathing. Like, I went into West of Loathing like, I'm going to love this game. I went into this like, this is going to be 10, 15-minute time filler before I go back to the Switch home screen and try something else, and that did not happen. Very cool. Uh, Greg, what about you? What is your top pick? Well, I did have an honorable mention for Moonlighter. That's a game that I was reviewing and kind of been looking at, and it's a ton of fun, but I still need to put a little bit more time into it to, for, to really call it a really great game. But my number one was actually in Barry's honorable mention because he failed to pick up my recommendation that I've talked about in our channels. That's Hollow Knight. It's kind of hard not to. I spent over 70 hours into the game. I essentially 100% of the game except for like one boss that was just way too difficult for me so um, I didn't do all the true and, and alternate endings I just stuck with the first original ending but I did beat all the content and all of, like the DLC content with it it's such a fantastic game I love those Metrovania games and that's very easy to get hooked and stick right through it so number one all right, so then on to Steve. What's your number one pick? Hmm. Well, I will say uh, a couple couple honorable mentions uh, real quick. Um, Shoe um, is a it's a pretty decent game as well. Um, an honorable mention and uh, Shantae uh, Half Genie Hero um, again uh, a port, but um, great game on Switch as well. So if you missed out on that one, um, but my number one is one of those critically acclaimed games that Celeste. Um, as I've said before, I am a huge platformer fan and this this is awesome it's such a great game because it's it incorporates this great story with great platforming and amazing music and just uh it's mm, it's a great game so if you haven't played it barry you gotta get it as soon as it it, it comes out you can announce for physical i mean i think this I friday is it goes up for pre-order i'm ready for it you got it okay good good because I just making sure because because if not if you missed out on like it was like a limited run thing and like you missed out on it i might have to actually buy it for you because this 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 is that great <laughs> wow there you go <laughs> <laughs> repurchase look at that <laughs> courtesy of steve so 
yeah, so that means you're, so so you're going to go to limited run to, uh, on this Friday for me, and you're going to purchase Celeste for me, right? No, um, you already right got there. it, right? No, no, it comes out this Friday. I, I oh, got well, it yet. yeah. If you, if, I always say if you missed missed out on it, like if you, if they're like if they ran out or something like that, like I might be tempted to buy it for you, but I wasn't definitely going to. Okay, <laughs> let me know when it runs out, and then Steve. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, it runs no, out. In two I'm weeks. just going to throw you like the twenty bucks just to download it. <laughs> I might need to get in on this on this train too, you know. <laughs> no, seriously, um, just, just download it now. Just set it to download right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do love. See, this is why I love doing these, the podcast stuff too, because and we had Barry mention that his two honorable mentions he wasn't able to pick up were Hollow Knight and Celeste. And I'm looking at the list, and I immediately knew Greg was next with Hollow Knight, and then Steve with Celeste. I was like, hey, it's perfect. You know, it all. They all just kind of balance it out. Yeah, it was perfect. Right perfectly. What's even um, what's even better is those two games are not on the document that I sent you, Hassan. Right. So you had no idea. So that as soon as you mentioned it, I was like, ah, oh, perfect. Uh, it was it was great. It was great. Also, I'm sorry if you hear random little snoring on the side. I have the little this Anki vector thing, which I just put on my desk, but I forgot that it randomly turns on in the middle of stuff. So like, he's just like sitting here, and all of a sudden just started snoring. I'm like, just stop. I'm trying to do a podcast. Like, hey, vector, go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> Stop bugging me. I'm trying to podcast. Sorry. He wants to say it's Game of the Year nominations. Um, so let's see. Vector, uh, what is the. Oh, no, I didn't mean to actually turn it on. I was going to. Go to sleep. Hey, Vector, go to sleep. Stupid AI. Computers okay, and one fine. day we will the We're world. just going to run with it. We're just going to run with it because uh, my top pick is actually Runner 3. So there you go. Um, I love rhythm games. And um, to be honest, I didn't get as far in this one as I would have wanted because it got really difficult really fast. But since then, they have updated the game to, I think, add in more checkpoints and kind of uh, help out with certain things. So I haven't gotten a chance to play it since then. But I was reading through their change log of updates that they've added. And it's like all the stuff that is what I would want in this game to be able to enjoy it even more. So um, I'm definitely excited to, to play more of it, but um, I, the runner games are always, always great with their, their soundtracks and, um, and it's great to have it on the go with, uh, with the switch as well. So certainly um, uh, a lot of fun. I find that game really hard to play on the go because I need, I want more screen to see it, but uh, how long did it take you to finally get through the second level? <laughs> uh, it, a while <laughs> the second one it's like you're like boom there's the challenge second level yeah yeah it, it hits stairs. really hard exactly oh. the stairs I, the I just stairs. you can't get the timing it's just it's a nightmare <laughs> um but yeah yeah keep in mind uh, second level nightmare game of the year from hassan number one right there <laughs> so this is where i'm telling you i didn't play much in this category so i kind of had to pick you know, and I was like, Pokemon Quest was like, eh, I mean, I don't know, it's something. And NES Online, like, I felt like they're old games, so, like, I couldn't make that my top pick. I just, I had to mention it, though. So, uh, yeah, I just, I, I was very uh, loaded in one specific category with, with this game of the year for myself, which is the next category coming up, um, which is our Nintendo Switch AAA titles. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Which is the worst games of the year? That's what I'm really looking at. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. This will be interesting to discuss. Let's start with Steve for this one. What is your third place pick? All right. So uh, third place is um, going to give uh, very mixed feelings right off the bat. But uh, Xenoblade 
uh, Chronicles 2 Torna um, expansion did make it to third place. It's not quite first or second, but uh, it's a fantastic game. As Barry will no doubt tell you at some point in this podcast um, how great of a game it is, because I'm I'm almost certain that it's on his list at some point, maybe number one. Um, but it, it's a great game. Um, it's not uh, as much as my my thing as my number one and two, honestly, like my, my one and two are like my jam in terms of games, um, other than platformers. Um, but, but like, Xenoblade's a great game. Um, you didn't and, get far enough in it, damn it. And I, and I, I haven't gotten like, I, I haven't finished the whole thing. I'm still only a few hours in. Um, but, but it's a, it's a fantastic game. And, uh, and I think one of the cool things that I I'll point out is that I was not sure how much I would enjoy the art style because I knew they changed it a little bit from original ones and stuff. But as I got into it, I really enjoyed the art style that they chose. And, uh, and it's, it's really cool. It's a, it's a, it's a piece of art um, to behold, not only just a a great game to, to play as well. So signal blade Chronicles to Torna. All right. Kicking it off big with, uh, with Xenoblade. So Barry, what is your third place pick? Third place was pretty tough. Actually, that was the only tough one there. Um, but at the end of the day, unfo- technically this game did come out last year, but for the Switch, it came out this year. Um, so in terms of Switch, it gets my number three slot, and that's Ease 8, Lacrimosa of Donna. Um, this is a long-time series. If you've never played an Ease game, they are action RPG. Um, think Legend of Zelda <clears throat> with... A uh, little more RPG elements, and uh, this this is a truly awesome game. Uh, just just the scope, like unlike a traditional RPG where you're going from town to town, you're marooned on an island and you need to find other you know survivors of a shipwreck, and you need a certain amount of people found and saved uh, to be able to clear obstacles to explore more of this island that you wound up you know coming across. And there's a big mystery in the island. Uh, there's a lot of things that don't seem right. And it does something that I didn't expect it to do. I expected to be pretty like safe. <clears throat> oh, I've got this person. I'm doing this and this. My village is fine. And then literally shit hits the fan. Like you can lose villagers. Villagers can die. Um, and they are permanently gone. And, and your your base can get attacked. And you have to defend it or, or you lose morale. And like it added all these extra levels. But it was never like timed like it's not like majora's mask where it's like oh i have to do certain things by certain hours um you are free to do as you please you're like oh a raid is coming and that's what you have to do to move on but that doesn't mean you can't keep exploring the island and the island is huge uh i probably put 60 70 hours into this and i do not regret it it is an awesome game and if you haven't played it and you like zelda style games especially after breath of the wild um i definitely recommend ease 8 very very much so that's cool. That's one of those games that I've heard a lot about, or I've heard it, but I didn't know much about it, the game. So that's pretty cool. Uh, before we go on, I just want to give a quick shout out to everybody that's popped in the chat throughout this episode. Uh, Jakester, the Night of Darkness, Javery Jefferson, Only Three Penguins, Jared Krinsky. Um, I think that's everyone that popped in there. So shout out uh, to all of you. And if anybody throughout this, you know, wants to post your picks for each of these categories as well, go for it. We'll read them. Uh, on the podcast um so let's go over to greg for your third place pick 
my third place pick is a game that I was really eager to see come out this year, and that is uh, Mega Man 11. Um, as soon as they announced it, I knew I was definitely a day one purchase. The saddest part is, is I haven't had the time that I've wanted to actually play that. I've gotten tons of review games this last quarter of the year, so I've only spent a fraction of the amount of time that I would have wanted to spend a lot more into this game. So it easily could have been bumped up higher in this list had I had more time to play it. But the time that I have played has been phenomenal, and I really am going to be jumping back into it probably very soon, as soon as I wrap up World of Light, I bet. Uh, so then for myself, my third place pick is uh, Pokemon Let's Go. Um, I got the Eevee version in particular, but um, essentially a uh, uh, really cool game because it takes some of the things, like I'm as, as many of you that have listened to the podcast know, I'm not a big fan of RPGs um personally but pokemon is one of those exceptions but there's certain things about pokemon the typical rpg things like having to grind and all that kind of stuff kind of have stopped me from finishing the games in recent years um and pokemon let's go so far um i got about halfway through it i've, I've really been enjoying it and i think the new changes to it have really helped a lot the the fact that you can swap your pokemon out at any time without having to to go back to a Pokemon center and go to your box. You, you have it with you all the time. Seeing the wild Pokemon out ro- uh, roaming around is fantastic. Um, and I think the variety in catching Pokemon with the Pokemon go mechanics and then trainer battles with the usual battle mechanics kind of changes things up. And um, I've been having a lot of fun uh, playing through it. So um, let's say that's my, my third place pick. So uh, let's head back around to Steve for your second place pick. All right. So for second place, um, this is a game that uh, I was not particularly excited about until um, I mean, I was somewhat excited about it. But uh, then they made a particular announcement that uh, just totally set me over um, because this game became the game that I thought another game should have been. And that is Starlink Battle for Atlas. Um I like I said I, I was I was decently interested flying game cool toys to life whatever but then when they announced Star Fox I was like totally sold I was like I have to have my own R wing like to be able to put on my shelf it's like if nothing else I'm buying this game just to have my own R wing and that is pretty awesome um, but uh, as we have said I think on previous podcasts and, and stuff as we've talked about this game um, it is what Star Fox should have been like Star Fox Zero. Like it's it uh, so much better and just in every way. There's a cool story. It's it's cool how they integrated um, Star Fox into the the story there. And uh, it's just it's a great game. It's it's fun. It's so much fun. Um, there's a lot of action. Uh, controls are great. I, I have there's very few uh, things that I don't like about this game. And and like I said before, um, flying games are one of my big thing. My big things that I en- really enjoy, especially with the adventure and and everything. So uh, yeah, if you have not picked up Starlink Battle for Atlas, it's been on like a bunch of sales recently, um, which is sad because I something tells me that it's not selling like it should. Um, but people need to get this game and uh, need to invest in it because it's it's pretty great and it's it's the next Star Fox game, um, pretty much. Uh, so get it on Switch. Yeah, and I was gonna say the sales. I mean, um, if, if you haven't gotten it yet, it's the perfect time because there are some fantastic uh, deals for it. Uh, so definitely check it out. Yeah. Um, Barry, what is your second place pick? 
just to put out there, Steve, uh, I actually, due to the sales, I actually bought it a second time on PS4 <laughs> to get all the ships, but to also <laughs> give them more support. Nice. Um, my number two uh, actually has some strategy to it. Um, as close as I, I, as to get to number one as possible without being number one, but there was another strategy because unlike the rest of you guys, I get to talk about it first, and that's Smash Brothers Ultimate. <laughs> that is my number two. Oh and, well, and, I wonder what your number one is. <laughs> uh, Smash, <laughs> there, Smash Ultimate came so close to being number one, and the reason it didn't is because there were a few. Uh, choices made that and they're nitpicks, these are all nitpicks um, <clears throat> that just held it back uh, one of the things, and for me I think the most major thing is I love the trophies um, and I'm not saying the trophies should come back but the reason I love the trophies is because there was always a blurb about each character uh, little callbacks, here's what games they were from, and the spirits they're great, I love collecting the spirits but there are some characters I have no idea who they are uh, and I'd love some information without having to go to Google. Who is this character that I just collected? Um, not only would that allow people to understand the battles, because the battles for the spirits are so thought out, and what they were able to do was so creative. But if you don't know who that character is, then, then it means nothing to you. <clears throat> so I'd really love if they added those blurbs. Um, I know there's t almost 1,300 spirits. I know that's a lot of blurbs, but they don't have to be full dictionaries they could just be you know a few sentences each um that's one of the biggest things online still wasn't perfect i did have some lag uh with online and i know there are other people who have had that problem um that reminds me of brawl <clears throat> which was not a pleasant online experience and uh missing you know it's, it's called ultimate and it totally is ultimate when it comes to characters but there's other things that that, that just are missing break the targets i loved board the platforms i loved race to the finish i loved home run derby i loved all of those things are gone um and then other weird weird things like it seems like castlevania gets a ton of love and and Mega Man gets a ton of love and you look in the spirits and there's like 20 something spirits for those franchises and then you look at square and it's like here's cloud here's the stage everything from smash 4 uh, uh and there's two spirits Two versions of Cloud, that's it. Nothing else. They got a chance to bring in spirits from all the Final Fantasy games, uh, really pay homage to that series on the NES. Not there. There's a Geno and a Mallow spirit. Um, but there's also omissions, like some of the me costumes, like the Geno me costume isn't even there. So not only do we not get Geno, we can't even pretend to be Geno anymore. And I thought that was weird. Like, why are some of these me costumes gone? All like the third party ones. The Tekken characters are gone, Monster Hunter's gone. Like and that's weird, too, because Monster Hunter is actually represented in the game. Um, these are like little nitpicks, but they were things that held me back because I wanted this to be truly ultimate. And I absolutely love the game and I can't recommend it enough. But you don't need me telling you that at this point. You're gonna, if, you, if you like Smash, you're going to get it anyway. But these are just little things that just they held it back from being that 10 of 10 game for me. Because if you're going to put Ultimate on it, if you're going to build it up as the Ultimate, then as a fan of this series since the N64 version, seeing such staples like break, you know, break the targets, gone, just it hurts. And I'm just not even talking about Smash Run or Smash Tour coming, which should be easy to just bring over. But at least the staples. I mean, that's where the star series started. Gotcha. Well, okay. Interesting. Number two pick. Okay, I wonder what yeah, number one pick is. I mean, 
Paw Patrol or something, maybe. I don't know. Could be. We'll to see. It could be. <laughs> um, so, uh, Greg, what is your second place pick? As people know, I'm a huge RPG fan, and it kind of is a pain to have to put this as a number two spot, but um, I actually had to put Octopath Traveler. Um, it was a very awesome game. I still have not even beaten it. I haven't gotten all the characters yet. I've only played it for like less than 10 hours, and I don't know why that is, but it was absolutely, I absolutely loved it so much, and I am really shooting myself for not putting a lot more time into it. Um, it was so great to see like a unique, like classic uh, RPG, JRPG style back on Switch, and you can go around and interact with all these NPCs in different ways with different special abilities and defeat monsters, and the combat is incredible. So definitely highly recommend this one as well. So Octopath Traveler, number two. Very cool. Uh, so my second place pick uh, is a game that I enjoy very much. It is Fortnite. Um, I have really, really been been enjoying this game, and it's um, it's really cool the fact that it is multi platform, cross platform. Because I have uh, cousins and friends that have uh, Switch, Xbox. Like we've all been able to play with each other, voice chat, which has been fantastic. Uh, and it's a testament to the game that I, I play on Xbox One X as well. And I played on Xbox One X and, you know, 4K, everything, it's great. And then I played on the Switch, like, the next day on the TV. And, yeah, it's, you know, less uh, resolution and all that. But, like, I wasn't taken away. Like, I, I didn't feel like my experience was any less playing the game on Switch. Um, I could still enjoy it just the same way that I did um uh, on xbox and to me that's you know a testament towards the quality of the game and i know that for a while for a few weeks there were performance issues on it but they uh have since uh released you know some updates that have fixed a lot of those issues um and it's pretty fun to play in handheld mode as well i mean it works great uh the game itself they are constantly updating it with so much content there's new things to do all the time which makes me want to keep playing and playing and playing um and i mean it's a free game which is fantastic i have spent more money in that game than 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 many other you know things this year which is kind of crazy because i've gotten so into it that i've started buying skins and all sorts of stuff so i'm fully in to to fortnite now what's your favorite Um, emote i you know i have one where there's like a uh, he brings out like a DJ thing and starts playing music and jumping up and down. And especially cause there's a character, like a llama character, like a DJ llama. And so when he does that emote, it's, it's also really fun, <laughs> but there's a bunch, there's a bunch of good ones nice. uh, for sure. Yeah. So I definitely would recommend Fortnite. It's free. So you might as well, might as well give it a try. Um, all right, Steve, what is your top pick? For Nintendo Switch, my Triple top a. pick. Uh, before we jump into the topic, I will I'll mention my uh, my honorable mentions real quick. That I I have several. Um, I'm just going to run through them real quick um, because several of them popped up on other people's list. Um, games like Fortnite is an honorable mention for me. Um, Octopath Traveler, fantastic game. Love the art style in that game. Oh, I just can't get enough of it. Um, Marvel Superheroes too. I really enjoyed. Um, Hyrule, War- Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition was great. Um, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze and Super Mario Party, all fantastic games this year. But uh, number one had to go to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, 
that is no surprise uh, for most people listening and watching. Um, and in spite of the, the the downsides that Barry talked about, um, it's still a, a great game. Yes, those are significant, and I agree with with Barry wholeheartedly that I think like an ult- a game called Ultimate should be Ultimate. Um, but however. Those those didn't disqualify it in my list um, because this this year this list for me was definitely um, not only not only was it created with you know the great games and everything in mind but things that I that really just bring me enjoyment and 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 satisfaction when I sit down um, to play my Switch and um, Xenoblade Chronicles is a fantastic game. But I played Starlink a whole lot more because I enjoyed the Star the Star Fox stuff and the flying and adventure and all that stuff. And I played so much of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate in spite of the, its downfalls um, that it is is quickly becoming like by far the game that I will play the most this year. And it just came out. <laughs> like so, even though I only have a few weeks with it in 2018, I will have put more hours into that game than any other game uh, this year. And uh, uh, and that definitely qualifies it for um, for number one in in my book. Very cool. All right, Barry, tell us all about Paw Patrol. All right, Paw Patrol. <laughs> here we go. Um, actually, um, my uh, my number three original spot was a real tough one um, because I was torn between two really really main games and uh, well three kind of uh, Pokemon Let's Go, uh, Octobat Traveler, and Starlink. Uh, those three games were really up there. And, uh, you know, there were some other great games released this year. Super Mario Party I had a lot of fun with. Mega Man 11, I, I adored that series. Um, but <clears throat> when it came to it, those those three titles were really pushing it. And then, of course, I played Eve's afterwards. So I'm like, oh, sorry, guys. Like, Eve's is just too good. I have to give mention. Um, but as for my number one, um, there was one title this year. This year I played... Last year, I played a lot of games. Last year, I played a lot of hours into games. We had Zelda, we had Metro, uh, Mario, we had Xenoblade, uh, all, this, all this time. And I looked at my Switch play log, and I'm like, holy crap, I spent a lot of time last year playing games. And this year, nowhere near that. Um, like, I don't even know if I could sit and play that right now. Like, there's so much going on. Uh, and then I, a game came out, and I popped it in, and the rest of it just kind of faded away. And it was like, forget all that. This is your life right now. And that is Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Torna. That reignited my love for this series. And not that I lost the love. It was just like, heck, I don't know if I could play Xenoblade Chronicles 2 for 350 more hours. But <laughs> Torna was like, Yo, you totally can. And for, for a quick game, you know, it's, it's, you could probably beat it in maybe 10 hours. I spent about 25 hours just exploring every inch of that world. You know, just seeing all the stuff that happened prior to and it is a much smaller game it is so much smaller but there's still so much to it and they streamlined uh a lot of the things that the first game or the the original two did that were kind of eh like the gotcha system which i still was never a fan of um but the characters are great the story is great the ending is great like if you play that game to the end and then you play Xenoblade Chronicles 2, there is a cutscene that takes place immediately after the end of Torna. So you really get the full story. And it, oh, it's just so good. Uh, the reason why Steve puts it as number three is because despite my urging, he won't get 
a little bit farther when the game really picks up, and then he'll get hooked. He refuses. He just downright refuses. Um, and don't be like Steve, okay? You need to play this game. Like uh, Octopath is a great it's, RPG. Starlink and Smash Brothers, sorry. Starlink is a great game, too. I, <laughs> I, I bought it twice. I mean, I love Starlink. That's true. Um, you know, I, I gave my money. You know, here it is. I got the PS4 version. I have to right there, you know, on top of the, the Switch version. I, and, and for proof, I did an unboxing. I got everything for Starlink. I got everything. It's all on Nintendo Fuse. I absolutely love Starlink. And it was so close to being my number three. But... Xenoblade is just, it's just so good, and people need to give it more of an attention because, especially Torna, Torna is like forty dollars, and it's so worth it, and it will, it should propel you into the the second game, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles two. Uh, it is a series that needs more love. Um, Sakurai spit in my face um, during that last direct. literally, literally, no. um, <laughs> like right out of the screen. It was just like, you want Rex? Well, pooey. Um, you know, and I've, I've of course made a, a, a me fighter Rex, uh, cause I had to, but yeah, it is. I couldn't it, like it, smash brothers is such a good game. And, Xenoblade, and I put more time now into Smash Brothers, but as much fun as I've had playing Smash Brothers for the, God, it must have been like 70 hours at this point. Um, I have not had a bigger smile on my face than I did when I was playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Torna. For, so that's my number one. All right, Greg, is your number one Smash, Xenoblade, or something else? It is Paw Patrol. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have played that one, but it would be a fantastic honorable mention for um, people with kids. Um, my other honorable mentions include those awesome uh, Mega Man collections. Um, I did put a lot of time into those as well, rebeating all the classic ones. However, but number one definitely is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. We've all, everyone's already gone to great lengths about it. It's an incredible game. I love the singer player aspect of it, and that's what I was really looking forward with Ultimate is if they had like a subspace like world type of thing and they do have that it's awesome it's great and super hooked on it i've like i said i'm already halfway through the world of light so definitely can't wait to wrap that up and check out uh see what how how, how the online stuff is going with everybody complaining about it so <laughs> fantastic game great music great selection of characters love everything about it so number one Cool. Uh, so that leaves me. So my number one pick is Super Mario Party. Um, there's a lot of fun, a lot of mini games. Let it know. I'm just kidding. It's Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Come on. Um, <laughs> everybody's already talked about it at length. Uh, Super Mario Party is an honorable mention, though. Um, I did actually enjoy what I did play of it. I just feel like there's just not enough boards in the game. Um, there's only four. And uh, once you play through the four, I mean, you can keep playing them and do mini games and stuff. But um, I just wish there was a little bit more. Um, Starlink uh, being another, you know, honorable mention, definitely pretty cool. Um, but Smash, there's just so much content um, and just put in so many hours just kind of going and even playing with computers. I haven't gone online yet. I've played at least, I think, like 15 hours, maybe more and haven't touched the online stuff yet. So there's still so much more to explore and, and do but um definitely it's it's been fantastic so that is it for nintendo switch AAA titles so that brings us to our worst of the year game so this is going to be an interesting category so these are the games that we all did not enjoy and uh, do not recommend um so 
in typical Nintendo Feast podcast fashion, I don't have choices for <laughs> this category. <laughs> um, because I just, honestly, I, I didn't get that many games. The ones I got, like I could pick my least favorites, but that would not be fair to those games. Cause I still enjoyed them. There's no games that I bought and played that I didn't like. You know what? You know what? Cool. We all laugh, but really we're laughing because we're envious because you didn't have to suffer like we did. Clearly we <laughs> need to send Hassan some more games. Yeah, that's, that's what's going code. on. <laughs> he needs to do some more reviews for Nintendo Fuse. That's what I'm picking up yes, from this. Absolutely. Note to myself, Hassan needs to do more reviews for Nintendo Fuse. See, this this helps helps with my mental health. I get to enjoy the video games I play. Don't even gotta worry about the bad stuff. So all the stuff you're about to hear, you can now you now get to avoid thanks to the rest of these great people here. So you can thank them for for helping you avoid some games. Um, so we are going to start with Greg here. And, and I just want to preface this as well, because before this podcast started, when I looked at the list, I said, I think I got a bone to pick with someone here. So Greg, what is your third place pick? <laughs> well, I first wanted to preface this by saying this is my first time playing a game in this type of genre. This genre I feel has really exploded over the last year or two. Um, and I've never really played these type of games before. So unfortunately it's probably not going to want me to play another game just like it. So, um, my number three is actually Fortnite. So (laughs) (laughs) I knew it the second he said I had to preface this. I'm like, yep, it's Fortnite. (laughs) (laughs) So I wasn't quite sure i mean i'm always like getting like dropped in and then like i land and then i get killed and then i get dropped in i run around explore and then all of a sudden i see my health is decreasing because like the battlefield shrinking i get killed i go back in and then i find people to shoot i'm emptying clips they're not dying i don't know what's going on with this game so i'm very puzzled as how this game actually works because it seems like I couldn't really even kill anything or figure out what I'm supposed to even be doing because there's like no tutorials or anything like this. So that's definitely why I put on my number three. That's the point of the game, Greg. That's that's why everybody enjoys it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm joking. clips until like, people they don't die? I mean, how does that happen? <laughs> I'm totally just joking. <laughs> I will say the game not having a tutorial definitely – is not the best. Like I wish there was some way to do some training. There's a playground mode now, but you still have to figure it out on your own. Um, I like my brother-in-law actually, I played online with him and they were like pros at what they were doing. So I felt like I was clueless, but he kind of helped teach me. So if you don't have somebody kind of coaching you at first, it definitely can be a little confusing. I think to, to understand all the mechanics. Um, I will say I put hours into this game. I have never won a solo match. Um, I, but I also have enjoyed some of the other modes as well, yeah. like the 50 got, versus 50 and other things. I've got second a few times, but I haven't, I haven't got to victory or rally yet either. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I hear you on that one, Greg, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Steve. <laughs> what is your uh, third place? Pick? Oh, man. This third place pick of uh, worst experiences this year. Um, actually, I, I think I talked about this um, maybe last podcast or two podcasts ago, and that is the America's Great Games, I think is what it's called, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Um, this is This is 
pitiful. Um, so I like I like Jeopardy. It's a good like you know traditional trivia game. Um, I like Wheel of Fortune. You know, um, great games, right? Um, these don't really function like they should at all. So like this is this is that's nothing to do with the like the idea of Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune at all. This is totally based on execution here. And they just like, it was pitiful. Um, like, I can't even believe that they call Wheel of Fortune an actual game, like, and try to sell it. It's just, it's just a, it's just a blank, like a screen with like the letters and that's it. Like they don't even have the people. It, it's bad. And like, or no, that's, that's Jeopardy. Jeopardy is just the wall of the, the categories. Um, and that's it. Wheel of Fortune. At least they tried to like make it look like it, but it, it's really not. And there's like apparently motion controls, but they don't really work. They're, like you just swing it and try to spin the wheel and nothing happens no matter what. And then it just spins it automatically for you. Um, it's, it's just pitiful. So don't, don't get those games. All right. Duly noted. Um, I want to give a shout out to Roth Sothi in the chat as well. Long time listener. So welcome back Roth. Always great to have you. Um, Barry, what is your third place pick? Uh, my third place for worst game of this year that I played goes to a game called Iro Hero. Now, I love shmups. Uh, I grew up with them, and I love what East Asia Soft has done. Uh, they have published quite a bit of shmups on the Switch. They published a lot of them physically, which is great. And when I'm like, oh, here's a shmup, it's digital only, but it's from East Asia Soft. I was like, oh, well, East Asia stuff, that's great. Why isn't this getting a physical release? Well, now I know. It is <laughs> beyond terrible for a shmup. It has levels that are ridiculously long. You have three lives, and that's it. The levels are very punishing, and one hit, you're dead, and that's it. You're back to the beginning. I couldn't beat the first level. Um, it was that abysmal and there's no level selected check and it seems like a big game and they're trying to tell a story and they're trying to tell a story while you're playing this game so you're playing a shmup where that's semi bullet hell with things coming at you and you're trying to dodge meanwhile there are word bubbles taking up the screen of these characters trying to talk with each other and you see the same bubbles every time you hit restart because it's on a script. And it's like, oh, my God, I can't read. I'm trying not to die. It's frustrating. It is not worth your time. Uh, I, we did a game chat on it, and and uh, Blake actually got he got farther than I did, but he had the same problems. It uh, is just not a good game. I mean, if you like punishing yourself and you really want an extra challenge, then, then by all means. Otherwise, I would stay away from this game. Uh, Greg, what is your second worst game of the year? All right, so this is definitely not going to contradict anyone else's opinions from here on out. Just want <laughs> this was like a review game that I'd gotten. This one's a uh, Moose Man. So this was a very awful game that I had. I was going through, and you're basically this like this old guy with a cane and you just like walk on this platform. You don't even get to jump. You don't have to do anything. You're just walking like left or right. And then you just have to hit the button to like switch between like worlds at the perfect time to like make ramps appear and other things like that. So there's like no challenge. There's basically like no way to die. And you're just getting all these weird like artifacts that give you like history on something. I don't even, couldn't even tell you what it's about. (laughs) Something I didn't really care, but there was like, dozens and dozens of collectibles and it's like i don't even know what any of this means or why am i collecting this and but yeah it was 
I actually like the collectibles and Lightfall to me. <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty awful. So definitely a number two pick. <laughs> it's All true. Right. I forget about those collectibles and Lightfall. <laughs> uh, Steve, what is your second worst game? Oh, my number two is actually a game, uh, another one that I've talked about recently, and that is Bouncy Bob. Uh, Bouncy Bob, I wanted to love you because you were only like seven cents, I believe. I think it's down to one cent right is now, and one, cent one gold right coin now? for doing it. You know what? Um, yeah, I got it because it was like maybe four cents, I think, um, when I bought Bouncy Bob, and I really wanted to like it um, just because of that. But oh my gosh, it is it is awful. Um, the controls are just bad. Like it, it's a decent idea for a game, but it's it's just a mobile game ported over, gone wrong in so many ways. And uh, I, I I played it enough to. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's one cent on the eShop, Jakeshire says. Um, I don't, it, I don't know if I could even recommend it at one cent, to be completely honest with you. Maybe that one cent is worth that eShop, uh, the, the coin or whatever, but um, that's about it, not the game. Uh, so, um, yeah, so if you haven't checked it out, you can for one cent. Um, well, the coin, actually, I think one coin is one cent, so it's kind of free in a sense. <laughs> there you go. Um yeah, it's it's some sort of competition thing. It is it really doesn't even make sense. Like and and then sometimes you end up on different levels. That's the thing. Like so, I would play it and then like somehow I'd advance, but I didn't even know how. And like uh, it's just a mess. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Bouncy Bob number two. <laughs> All right, before uh, Steve has PTSD over Bouncy Bob, let's move on to uh, Barry with your second worst game of the year. My second worst game was a game that looked really cool in screenshots. I was like, oh, man. And I got it. And it's a game called Rockets, Rockets, Rockets <clears throat> for the Switch. And it is a dogfighting style game where you in a rocket are against somebody else in a rocket. It sounds pretty cool on paper until you realize that you're moving at ridiculous speeds think supersonic in in smash brothers on this 2d platform while you're trying to dogfight i killed myself more times by firing a missile which is going at a small a slower pace and then running into my own missile because it's friendly fire <laughs> I, I showed my wife she's like it can't be this bad i'm like watch it must be play a game and it's just like this and then i die and i'm like yeah okay that was terrible um I mean, if you enjoy hating yourself, um, yes, Roth has if it has rockets. It does. It has lots of rockets. That's all it is. It's rockets and missiles. And it's, I don't, and then the announcer is like so excited. It's like rockets, rockets, rockets. I'm like, no, 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 bad. bad. No, stay away. No, it, it, oh, oh. it, unless you really hate yourself and you like impossible challenges, like having two supersonics go into town and seeing who wins. Um, then, then pick it up. Otherwise, stay away. Not, not worth it. <laughs> so that brings us to our worst game of 2018. What is it for you, Greg? Well, I can just like to be known that I think this is, might be the only game that might be shared across another list on here. <laughs> and it's probably with Steve because it's none other than our infamous The Bunker. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> this was like a more of like a point-and-click type of game that they tried to adapt into a, some sort of adventure, but it's very straightforward, and there's not really 
like it's like so boring and it, everything all the transitions are very slow in between everything and it's like all pretty much a linear path like all the way through it so the very beginning is kind of like hard to get going where you're originally going but then as soon as you get through it then you kind of dive in and see the full story and everything and it's very boring it can be completed in like at least like two or three hours at most it's nothing long at all and definitely wouldn't recommend it to anyone to have to suffer through except for steve so we do the game chat <laughs> <That's it. laughs> so steve uh, i assume you share those same traumatic memories oh can this just function as our game chat on it um, <laughs> man the bunker is so awful um I, yeah two or three hours of the worst longest hours of my entire life i haven't made it through it because i can't force myself to sit down and play it i would i would rather play like so many other things i would rather play, play these other bouncy bob and and wheel of fortune um this oh man it's just bad so they they market this thing as an fmv but it's 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 more like a point and click and it's just it is so boring and so weird like i can't get like the especially at the very beginning it's just so strange and like i don't know it's <laughs> it's it's really hard to explain and i and i don't want to tell people just go out and experience it yourself because that would be horrible and i don't want to wish that upon anyone um so like i yeah it's just you you follow this guy that's trying to figure out like he's in a bunker and he's trying to figure out what's going on and everything but it's just it moves so slow and it, and you end up having to go back and forth and like it is a pretty linear path but in order to get to that linear unless you have to like go like do this thing over here and go then go over here and it's sort of like a metroidvania thing but not nearly as fun and um you can't get to this certain thing and certain things don't work until you do something over here and it's and you never want to go do that and i was just like i just want to get through this just so i can like review it with greg and just put this behind me and i haven't been able to just sit down and finish it yet i'm like I'll probably almost way finished and I, I just can't do it. So bunker is, is definitely the worst game of this year for me. Um, I did want to also add two quick honorable mentions. Uh, RBI, RBI baseball 18 is in my opinion, no better than 17 17 was bad. And uh, I really didn't like rogue aces. Um, buried. I talked about that one, um, but uh, rogue aces made uh, honorable mention for me this year for sure. Yeah. All right, Barry, what is your worst game? Uh, well, first, uh, I got to go to Dishonorable Mention first. Uh, and I'm not going to put Rogue Aces there. Uh, one, because I did actually get some enjoyment out of that game. And two, I don't want the creator attacking us again because we don't like his game. Um, so don't don't worry, it is not on my list. Uh, my Dishonorable Mention goes to a game called Lifeless Planet, uh, which is really ambitious in what it's trying to tell with the story. Um, but it's just boring. It's literally just boring walking around this 3D planet, um, and there's uh, yeah, it's it's not. It would have been there had I not played Rockets, Rockets, Rockets. That's what knocked it off. Uh, but my number one game, or of number one worst game of this year, has to go to Shape of the World. My God, like <laughs> this this isn't really as much of a game as it is an experience, which is how they tout it. But it's an experience, all right. A really <laughs> 
Kentucky experience <laughs> that involves nausea and wandering around aimlessly and throwing throwing balls at, at, at animals and turning them into trees and then launching yourself off the trees into nothingness. It was oh, like It's so, again, ambitious and it's trying to be like a Fantasia-style movie where it's more about the experience and more about the surrealism. And it's just garbage it's first person wandering around you have no goal first you're like oh i gotta walk to this like arch triangle thing and then that disappears and everything like the planet starts to get better and better as you go along and there's better creatures and like life develops and that's supposedly what happens all i know is it went from blue hues to red hues and more trees popped up that i started swinging from until i hit a rock wall and i'm like okay i'm i hit a dead end what am i gonna do and eventually i did actually get myself like i fell off a cliff at the end of the world where there's an invisible wall and I'm like in this little triangle of water and I, cause I'm on a, from a cliff and I can't do anything. I'm like, yep, game done. Um, but, but, uh, it's another one Blake finished. I, I guess he's a masochist. I don't know. Uh, I couldn't do it. Um, yeah, like we did a game chat on it. You can watch it, but th- this is by far the worst game I played this year. If you can call it a game, and it made me sick. Like I actually almost threw up from nausea just from running around aimlessly with all the colors. Like I like remember those old commercial with the um, the popsicles. And it's like the colors, Duke. The colors where he's licking it and like all these weird wavy colors. <laughs> that was me. Like as I'm playing this game, it was it was terrible. Oh, do not play this game. Do not. I do have a code. I think I could give away to some unlucky fortune. Awesome. I'm not even doing that. <laughs> I was just about to say I am uh, looking at this and I'm super thankful that uh, all of the games that I played were, were enjoyable. I didn't have to suffer through any of this. So sucks for you guys. Um, but, uh, but Hey, this has been a great public service announcement for all of you uh, watching and listening that you, these are all the, the games to, to avoid. So there you go. Save your money and uh, focus on some other titles instead. Right, right. <laughs> and I, I still have another honorable mention uh, back from several years ago. Um, I think 2013, no, 2009. I think it was 2009, actually, when it was uh, Stop Stress, A Day of Fury. Um, from when we wear, you can avoid that game, too. That's my <laughs> worst game of all time. The Bunkers, uh, pretty wow. close. <laughs> hey, Steve, that means you haven't played Shape of the World. I've got a code for you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I heard that somewhere. <laughs> All right. So we got that out of our systems, the worst game of the year. Right? Let's go back to our happy places. Let's talk about our game of the year right these are our top choices based on all the categories that that we discussed we're gonna group it all together and i figured for this because this is we've already talked about all these games individually it's more about our rankings when we each go around we'll say all three of our choices at once um that way we can explain why we ranked them you know in whichever order uh if there's really any explanation needed um so i'll start with this with my my top three choices for game of the year third uh, being Pokemon Let's Go, second being Fortnite, and number one being Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Same rankings as as what I have for Switch AAA titles because that's really the only category I had choices in. Well, I had other choices, but they just weren't as worthy, uh, clearly. But um, but yeah, for all the reasons I said, they're all great games. Smash Brothers just has so much content. Um, Fortnite uh, constantly keeps it fresh. And then Pokemon is a, a new take on a, a classic franchise. So all all great games. So uh, let's hop on over to Barry for your top three for Game of the Year. 
Uh, mine are not all Switch games. Um, I did my number three. I gave it to Radiant Historia, Perfect Chronology, only because as great as Ease 8 is, um, Radiant Historia is just that much better. And, and Ease 8 does have a little bit of technical hiccups on the Switch version, uh, where Radiant Historia does not on the 3DS. So that just takes my number three. Uh, number two, um, going to be the only one with it there, but Smash Brothers Ultimate. And number one has to be Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Torna, the Golden Country, my game of the year, personally. All right. Uh, let's pass it on to Steve. Right. So um, quick honorable mentions to my top two uh, uh, indie games, uh, Switch indie games, Celeste and Earthlock. Um, great games, but not quite to the caliber of my top three AAA, um, which is the same as my top three overall. So was number three was Xenoblade Chronicles 2 uh, Torna at number three. Um, number two, Starlink Battle for Atlas and number one, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate um, for all the reasons I have stated already. All right, so that leaves Greg with your top three. Well, my list kind of went to a similar format as Barry. I did put Radiant Historia as number three. It definitely is a just well-deserving game to at least make that high up there. But then number two, I went with Octopath Traveler, and number one, Super Smash Brothers. All right. So uh, to anybody in the chat, if you want to post your uh, top game of the year games as well. We'll, we'll mention them on the, the podcast, but um, with that being said, so we basically tally up um, our top games and assign points to them uh, and then crown our overall Nintendo fuse game of the year. So the way that we do it is all of our number one picks uh, get three points. Our number two picks get two points and our uh, third place pick gets one point. So for this one, we actually had a tie for third place. So I had to do a tiebreaker. So there are two games that got, two points and the tiebreaker was which game appeared more in our game of the year choices. So um, the third place overall Nintendo fuse game of the year for 2018 is radiant Historia. Perfect chronology. Um, It beat out uh, Octopath traveler because that was only mentioned once. That was the second place. So that had two points. Um, whereas this was mentioned twice, you know, both in third place. Starlink was also two points as a second place. Oh, it was. Yes. Sorry. Yes, you're right. Yep. There's a three-way tie. Correct. Um, uh, but the, uh, but it was only mentioned once. Correct. Yep. Um, so then, and actually, uh, I should say Fortnite was another one that had two points. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that was our third place pick. So then our second place pick um overall with four points is xenoblade chronicles 2 torna the golden Count. um so that leaves um our uh, our ultimate nintendo fuse 2018 game of the year uh <laughs> super smash brothers ultimate with 11 points almost that perfect at number one for all of us sorry throw a wrench in that um but hey i guess in a way that's a perfect analogy for the game it's so fantastic but it's not quite truly ultimate so in a way that actually worked out um but uh yeah fantastic game and you know obviously uh um our, our, our nintendo fuse game of the year for for 2018 so that is it Cool. Well, thanks, Hassan, for uh, reprising your role as the uh, Game of the Year host. It's been uh, 
great. Um, not necessarily a huge surprise for me to, to see that uh, Smash Brothers got top pick, but um, but yeah, like like you said, I think that's it's a perfect uh, illustration for the game. It's it's just just short of being um, the ultimate game, the perfect uh, version of, of Smash Brothers. And uh, here's hoping for for more updates along the way that maybe they hear us and maybe they'll update it, include those things later. We'll see. Um, I'm not holding my breath, but maybe it happened. Maybe they'll actually listen to us. And, uh, and and create the actual ultimate edition um, over the next few months. So we'll see. Deluxe with new funky mode. Right. <laughs> Super yeah. Smash Brothers Ultimate Deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> new uh all right so um quick uh before we before we wrap up tell like contest win- con- contest winners and all that stuff um what are you guys excited about playing over the next couple weeks um not something new coming out that you're really excited about greg anything uh anything new um well for christmas i'd ask for undertale so i know that game came out way back in september so definitely looking forward to definitely checking that out Definitely need to put more time into Mega Man and Smash Brothers as the year closes out. But yeah, no, I don't think there's anything else that's going to be brand new that I'll be playing though. Cool, cool. Um, Hassan, anything uh, anything you're excited about playing over the next couple weeks? Um, I mean, mostly Smash, but I think I'm going to try and get in some Fortnite because the new season started. So whenever the new season starts, there's always new. Uh, weapons, new different things to, to try out, uh, new game modes. So, um, looking forward to, to kind of diving into that. Cool. Barry, how about you? Um, I'm planning to finish up what I can do in Smash within the next few days and continue with Dragalia Lost uh, and Final Fantasy XIV, of course. But as for new games, uh, it just came out right before smash did um so i haven't played it yet and i look forward to ending my year with it and that is darksiders 3 um big fan of the darksiders series i know the third one didn't get the best reviews but i have to play it uh unfortunately it's not on switch but that is what i look forward to going into the holiday cool Cool. Um, yeah, I've been playing a lot of uh, Smash Brothers, of course. Um, I'm looking to try out the new stuff in Fortnite. Um, so, uh, no, just got updated and everything. So that'd be fun. Uh, holiday season and everything. That's always a great time to, to break out the party games. So I've been playing a lot of uh, Super Mario Party and uh, Jackbox games and stuff like that. As far as new stuff, uh, I do know Gris. Um, Roth was mis- mentioning Gris in the uh, in the chat. It's very interesting as well. So I'm, I'm interested to, to check that out. I don't know if I'll get it for sure, but... I'm definitely going to be looking into it um, for sure. Um, before we jump into the contest winners, I want to remind you guys to subscribe, but also um, we love your feedback. We didn't have much time for any listener uh, feedback and questions or anything at this podcast because it was so jam-packed with our Game of the Year uh, discussion and everything. But if you have a question for us to address at a future podcast, make sure you email us at podcast at nintendofuse.com. And uh, any question that you have, um, we'll address those in a future podcast. And you can also follow us on social media at Nintendo Fuse, both on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Barry, it is time to announce our video games monthly three up winner. And uh, so I'll toss it over to you and uh, you can kind of take it from here. All right. Um, yeah. So um, what we did is we we hit the button to generate a winner um, using the program we use. And it has randomly selected Mike Solidown. You are the winner of the 
Video Games Monthly three pack from Nintendo Fuse and Video Games Monthly. Thank you so much for entering, and thank you for everybody that entered. Maybe I'll randomly send somebody a Shape of the World consolation code <laughs> um, as a sorry you didn't win, but have fun hurting yourself. I don't know, um, but no. Thank you so much for entering, and thank you big time to uh, Video Games Monthly for allowing us to uh, hold this contest. Um, I will be sending an email out to you, Mike. Uh, you have to reply uh, and let me know uh, your address and all that stuff, and I will send that over to the great folks over at Video Games Monthly, and uh, they will send you your box. Um, thank you for all that entered, and uh, make sure to go over to Video Games Monthly's their their uh, social media. Let them know, hey, I'm here. I heard about you guys from Nintendo Fuse. Show them some love um, so that we can keep doing contests like these, and hopefully, you know, you guys can win more video games yep yeah for sure yeah give them some love um and uh go go sign up for uh for a three up box five up box or something and uh and definitely let them know you you heard about uh video games monthly on the nintendo fuse podcast that'd be awesome because that lets them know that uh it's worth doing doing contests like this and uh maybe we'll see a little more contests in the on the future um drawings for for some more um three up boxes and five up boxes and stuff like that so thanks again to video games monthly for for making this happen for uh for for our winner this time and um yeah make sure you go go check them out for sure uh guys it's been awesome to talk video games again uh it's been an awesome year 2018 it's been filled with lots of games 2019 is going to be jam-packed with some other great games we got some big stuff coming up in 2019 um hopefully we actually do see metroid prime 4 uh in 2019 kind of just crossing our fingers to see if it doesn't get uh, delayed again um but uh push back to 2024 um but uh <laughs> um yeah lots of lots of great stuff coming out next year i'll be excited to talk to you guys uh, about it um reminder that uh we normally do this podcast every other week, but uh, with the holiday season and everything, we are going to say quit. This is we're calling it quits for 2018, and we'll see you in 2019. So, the next episode of the Nintendo Fuse podcast will be on January 7th, 2019. So, um, we'll talk to you guys next year. That's crazy to think, but 2019 uh, is right around the corner. Lots of great games to come. Um, it's been awesome to, to to chat with you guys, and for all of you guys listening in, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share it with friends hit the bell if you're on youtube all that good stuff and uh guys it's been great yeah happy holidays everyone happy, happy new holidays. year yep. yeah, happy, happy, new year. happy new year we'll see you in 2019 see you next year